We're Cynthia Vargavisser and Michelle Walters, co-hosts of Mind Power Meets Mystic. Our weekly show is here to expand your mind to what's possible, to uplift your spirits, to move forward with confidence and joy, and to create a space for your collaboration with the invisible. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Hello and welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic with my good friend, Michelle Walters, Mind Power, and me, Cynthia Varkavisser, Mystic. Today, we have the lovely opportunity to speak with Amy Vinza. Amy started her career in the health and wellness industry over 20 years ago. She is a certified massage therapist, nutritional therapist, a colon hydrotherapist, a Reiki master, and a tapping coach. Since becoming certified as a tapping coach 12 years ago, she has experienced profound healing in her own life and the lives of her clients. She has even healed herself of painful chronic medical issues, among other things, by using tapping. Amy believes tapping to be the most powerful healing tool that is available today. And she just launched her own tapping app called Soar with Tapping. Now on a more personal note, Amy has been married to Laszlo for 13 years and they have a 10-year-old daughter, Skye, and five chickens and various Disney princess names. One thing you may not know about Amy is that last week marked her 20-year anniversary of being diagnosed with breast cancer. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much, Cynthia. I'm so happy to be here. We're super excited to, um, to have you here. Now, Michelle has had the opportunity to talk with you many times. And I would love to catch up a little bit. So I um, can I ask if the breast cancer is one of the things that you um, healed uh, with tapping? And I know that breast cancer has so many things to it, physically, emotionally. Would you mind telling us, you know, uh, what the tapping did for you with, with that journey? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, when I was diagnosed um, over 20 years ago, I think what it served, uh, the ser- purpose that it served for me at that time was propelling me into the health and wellness industry. At the time, I was not doing anything um, for health and wellness, um, and it really pushed me to develop that part of myself and become passionate about it. And it's because of that diagnosis that I started down the path of tapping and everything else. And um, I think tapping has helped to maintain my longevity with keeping cancer at bay as opposed to healing from from it because I I did a lot of other healing methods before I found tapping and really applied it to anything having to do with the breast cancer. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Now, you had all these other modalities. Was tapping your, I won't call it your final stop, you know, because there are always so many interests. Um, but was it the one thing where you went, that's it, this is, this is the thing. It absolutely is. Yeah. I I had pursued so many different things trying to, you know, I had so many unwanted behaviors in my life and I kept trying to fix myself. And, um, it wasn't until I started applying tapping to the root causes of my problems that I really started to experience some significant change. And when that happened, I was like, 
I found the answer. I found the answer for me and hopefully a lot of other people. And it became my passion to help others in their own pursuit and, um, and bring it to as many people as possible because it's, it's so accessible, you know, you can do it anytime, anywhere. And, um, it's just so powerful in the way and the efficiency that it heals. Where did tapping come from, Amy? Like, was it, was it discovered, invented? I, I don't know much about its history. Right, right. It was discovered, well, discovered, invented uh, by um, a psychologist um, who was working with a client that had a severe phobia of water. And she mentioned that it, she felt this phobia, the fear in her stomach. And so he was aware of energy meridians. And he said, why don't you tap on the stomach meridian while we continue talking about this? And she had one of those you know, miraculous recoveries from her massive water phobia. And so he developed a process called thought field therapy, which involved you know, using all of the different meridians, but it was kind of complicated in the way that he put it together. You'd only you tap on certain spots for certain issues and it was too complicated. And then Roger, um, Gary Craig developed it into what we know as EFT today, emotional freedom technique. And he just developed a system where you tap on all of the spots and in a certain order and you just say certain things and he improved the efficiency and the ease of use because there's a, a pattern to it that people were able to adapt to easier. So he kind of engineered it in a, a much easier way of doing things. And from there, other people have, um, you know, developed other ways of approaching um, certain topics that are more useful than others. And so the more you deep, you take a deeper dive into it, the more you can find out about what's useful and what isn't, depending on what you want to work on. So is the power of tapping kind of coming from um, a, a lot of affirmations, a lot of sort of positive emotional understanding and mixing that with the meridian tapping? Is that but it's kind of a triple threat. So okay. there is the cognitive therapy of actually talking about what your problems are while you're doing the tapping. There is the somatic therapy of actually tapping on your body and kind of bringing you down into this present moment very quickly because you're feeling the tapping and you're staying in the present as opposed to past or future. And then it's the energy therapy of tapping on your energy meridians similar to acupuncture and that helps to unblock your system from whatever um, pain or illness or um, debilitating belief that you have so it's kind of a triple threat does all three that's why it's so fast I'm really glad you talked about the somatic piece because after working with um, one of the things in in your app that we'll talk about later as I was going through, I did the quick boost, by the way, as I was going through, I noticed that the part that was sensitive for me was the collarbone under the collarbone. And, um, I, I wanted to, I was really curious to see if, is that something that typically happens or, you know, where you have one place and that is your sensitive meridian for everything, or is it 
specific to a certain a certain thing. And I'm assuming the sensitivity means that's where I need to be. I, I think absolutely. Um, if you're sensitive there, then you might want to spend a little more time tapping in that spot. And that's, uh, that's one of the great things about tapping. It is very forgiving. Like you can't make a mistake and like have it hurt you because if you're tapping in the wrong spot or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and I think sometimes when we have a sensitivity there that so there might be a, a bigger blockage in that area and it would benefit you to kind of stay in that spot. Like even if you're supposed to be moving on to other spots and you're tapping, stay in that spot for a while until you feel like you want to go on, you know, and, and just pay attention to your body and what's, what's going on for you. Yeah. Yeah. So tapping is, is I think one of the most powerful healing tools that's out there. And I, I really hope that um, everybody gives it a try at some point. It's becoming more and more popular. Um, and there's a lot more studies done about the effectiveness of it. And I haven't come across a study yet that says that people remained neutral after going through a tapping round. All of the results have been positive in one way, shape, or form. And I think it's only a matter of time before it's accepted by health insurance companies as a valid healing tool. That would be so amazing. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right that I love that it's portable. And, and I, and I love that you said that it's, um, it's very forgiving because I didn't feel like, ouch, it was like, oh, I haven't really paid attention to my body because there's a piece that's, that's uh, responding differently than the other pieces that I had been, I've been tapping mm-hmm. on. Yes. I would love to know uh, about the other modalities that you have. Are you still, I like to call it smushing. So are you still like layering one, you know, smushing one with another? Do you feel like you're doing Reiki along with your tapping when you're working with your clients? Are you, you know, are you incorporating other things? Are you putting your aiminess in there? <laughs> I think I can't help but do that. You know, <laughs> I, my, my approach uh, has developed over the last 53 years and it has made me uniquely me. And it includes everything from my own experience um, and the past experience that I've had with clients, what has worked, what hasn't worked. And mostly what I tried to do with my clients though, is let them lead the way. I'm What I'm doing is following their emotions because I don't want to try and guide them on how they should feel I want to understand how they are feeling in the moment. And then we tap on that because there's a, there's a really powerful um, message that we tell ourselves when we just start acknowledging where we're at, not where we should be, not where we want to be, but where we are currently at. And when we get to a level of acceptance and love and even compassion around where we're at, even if it's you know, feeling jealous or feeling defensive or, you know, we're procrastinating or something along those lines, but just kind of loving where we're at in those moments is what allows it to kind of release when we're not resisting it so much because whatever we resist persists, right? So if we're pushing all of our unwanted behavior away, then it's going to stay there. And it's going to stay in our realm. But if we kind of bring it in and we let it out through our words and through the tapping and um, 
with the energetic um, modality as well, uh, that's when it starts to release from our body. So my clients are guiding me in where the session goes. If they tell me they're angry about this, then we're tapping on the anger. If they tell me they're sad about this, then we're tapping on the sadness. What makes my sessions uniquely about me is that I think my superpower is empathy and I can really put my myself in other people's positions. And then that gives me the words to say that, um, that are supposed to be mirroring where they're at, not where I'm at, where they're at. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. I want to remind all of our listeners that you are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters, hypnotherapist and the Mind Power, and my podcast pal, Cynthia Varkavister. She is our resident mystic. Today, we are speaking to Amy Vinza of Sore With Tapping, and she has been telling us about her journey into tapping and all of this great stuff. Before we get into part two, I want to have you pause and rate and review our podcast because we really want more subscribers and we want more rating and reviews and we lean upon you for that audience. So please, 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 if you wouldn't mind, take just a quick second and give us a rating and review. Oh, and hit subscribe. That's good too. So back to Amy. Amy, we've been talking about your practice and now we want to talk a little bit about your app. So before I did this, I worked in digital marketing. And so while I, I've worked on a lot of apps, but I don't think I've ever launched an app start to finish. And I can't imagine that that is a path that a whole lot of people in healing uh, lines of work have done before. How did you get the idea for the app? And then how did you go about getting started on such an ambitious project? Yeah, it's not, it was, it's a biggie. Um, and, and honestly, wasn't my idea. I was toying with the idea of making some, uh, developing some programs that I could sell. And I was talking uh, in a one-to-one with somebody um, at a digital marketing firm. And he actually suggested the idea. He's like, well, you know, it sounds like you should make an app. And I was like, no not me. No, I'm not going to make an app. And, um, but then the idea didn't let go. It like, it stuck its claws into me and it would not release. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought this is the perfect solution because I've always wanted to reach so many more people with tapping. And, but I'm kind of limited because, you know, when I'm, you're just exchanging your time for something, there's only so much time in the day. So um, I started just kind of throwing it out there, asking people, do you know, I, cause I have, have no clue. I am not a, you know, app person. I'm not a technology person. Um, I'm not even a social media person, to be honest. So it felt very foreign to me, but I started throwing it out there and I feel like the universe was meeting me like with the perfect solution. Um, right when I needed it, um, every time I asked a question. And so I asked some friends, like, do you know any software developers? And somebody said, yes. And then I interviewed a couple of software developers and I found somebody that was willing to um, 
give me a deal that made it affordable. And so I went in that direction. And then when I was having to edit uh, countless, countless audio files, um, I asked for help. Like if anybody knows of a, um, an audio engineer that can help me edit these and somebody appeared and it was just amazing that I was met uh, at every step of the way when I needed help, it just became available. So it started to feel like it was much bigger than me and my own um, desires for the outcome. And so I just kind of had to get out of the way a lot of time. <laughs> I was probably my, my own biggest hurdle in this whole process, but it was, it was long and it was difficult, very, very difficult at times. And um, yeah, but I'm, I'm very proud of the outcome. Uh, yeah, now that we're here. Well, it's a beautiful app. It's well uh, thought out. It's comprehensive. And I, um, I'll tell you a secret, and I feel really bad by saying this in front of Michelle, I, I'm not the best with audio. And so, especially um, if someone's guiding me into something, I fall asleep. I can't help it. Um, you know, um, Audible, books on tape, you know, books on tape. Oh my God, how old am I? <laughs> but, you know, it's it's one of those things. So uh, it, it's got to be an incredibly incredibly something that's relevant to me in order to let me drive and listen at the same time. So here's the thing I loved about your app. I am looking at where you're describing where I need to tap, but I also see the areas that I need to tap. And what I did is I pretty much just felt into it. So even though you said uh, under the collarbone, you know, the collarbone is a little bit on the long side. So, you know, I'm looking around or feeling around and um, and noticed, you know, oh, this is this this is the sensitive part, which is where I need to go. And and I loved it. I did a quick boost because I wasn't really sure what. Um, there's so many decisions, and I was uh, at a place where I'm like, ah, uh, I think I'm just going to go with quick boost. But Michelle, you did a different you did a different one, right? Yeah, I did the success and money one, and it was much longer. I think, I don't know how long the quick boost was, but it was probably longer. And um, I really liked how the uh, words and script changed over time. So, you know, it wasn't like we were saying, or Amy's voice wasn't saying the same thing for 15 minutes. It sort of evolved gently and slowly over time. So I thought it was very well done, Amy. Kudos to you. Um, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I am, um, like I said, I haven't made an app, but I did work in digital marketing for a long time. So I have some idea of what all was involved. And yes, I can imagine it being a very long, a very long road and lots and lots of um, editing and double checking and uh, QAing and getting something up in the app store is like a huge pain in the ass. So uh, it's a big deal. Good job. And now it's available for just about anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's out there. And if people don't want to pay for a subscription, there's free content only. I actually chose some of the most common um, tapping scripts or, or I should say the most common ailments that I come across uh, with my clients, because I don't think people should have to pay in order to find healing. 
you know, hopefully other people will find value and want to subscribe because there's over 160 tapping scripts available currently, and we're going to be adding more constantly. And, um, and there's also videos that will tell people how to work through things like anxiety or depression, because when you're in those states, it's almost impossible to figure out what to work on first or second or third. And so it kind of guides users through how to work through those big topics. Those are hard ones. And a lot of people need help with it. Yeah, so there's gonna be more coming too. And I, I'm there's the next topic is gonna to be sex. Yay! <laughs> and then I'm gonna do one on racism and I'm, I'm tackling all the hard topics that a lot of people don't want to discuss. Um, I'm not afraid to go there, but I think people suffer with it, and that's not necessary anymore. Not when we can, not when we have these tools and this technology available. We should be able to work through these things and find healing, no matter what. Sounds fantastic, and we certainly know the world needs a lot of healing right now. So, mm -hmm. uh, and kudos to you for being updated and bringing technology into the technique. Yay! <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> I actually do have a question because it's a topic around my community, uh, my martial arts community, and it has to do with the this younger generation that is incredibly aware of uh, who they are and the labeling, how they're labeling themselves. I feel like they're labeling themselves as they're figuring out who they are, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, they try on different genders at different times and, and all that. Um, so I really don't believe the tapping may be for them. I'm thinking about their parents because a lot of times uh, the most changes happen around preteen that I've noticed. And, you know, preteens already don't like their kids, uh, parents, right? They, they, their parents are so imperfect. And so the parents are trying to find ways to stay relevant with their kids. And then they have this added later layer. Have you thought about having tapping for, for that as well? I did, um, and I am, as right. soon as, uh, because I think that's part of uh, racism or mm -hmm. at least um, marginalized communities. Uh, I think that there, you know, there's a healing that needs to happen for um, the people that are discovering who they are and they're changing their um, pronouns and doing all sorts of things. There's a lot of fear in and navigating that and being different from the overall um, society. But then there's also a lot of um, fear and heartache that happens on the side of the parents watching right. their kids go through this, knowing that they're going to be putting themselves in a position to be marginalized. And I think more than anything, we just need to acknowledge all of the feelings that go along with it. None of them are wrong. None of them are wrong, but we need to have compassion around it for ourselves and for everybody else and just recognize our own humanness and our frailties and our um, our areas that we struggle more than anything. There's, and like I said, in my opinion, there is no wrong emotion. There is no wrong feeling. As long as we honor it and acknowledge it enough, then it doesn't take hold of us and, and fester into something greater and cause problems in our relationships. So, 
the compassion can happen on the side of the teenagers and it can also happen on the side of the parents. And we need, then that is what will bring us together and um, have us be more loving and compassionate towards each other. So I'm, yeah, I will definitely go there. Fantastic, Amy. Why don't you tell all of our listeners how they can get a hold of Soar With Tapping and any other um, ways to reach you, resources that they should know about? Well, I do want to say for anybody listening to this podcast, if you want to subscribe to the Soar With Tapping app, you can go to either the Google or Android app stores and just search for Soar With Tapping. And then when you're signing up, put in transform 25 into, um, I guess it was like a coupon code and you will get 25% off of your, the first term of your subscription. Um, so you can find the app that way. If you want to find me personally, you can go to my website at soarwithtapping.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Amy Vinza, for being on Mind Power Meets Mystic. We have loved talking to you and we wish you all the best with your business and your app and everything else. Thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed being here with you guys today. Thanks. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic.